Stewie, welcome to Jelly's Underground. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to have you in, man. I guess I would like to start. What are your origins in the music industry? Well, started out uh, basically a long time ago when my ass moved here and no one gave me an opportunity. So I basically looked at it as make my own. Went to venues, set it up, reached out to locals. First show, actually, no one showed up. It was just me performing to the sound guy, uh, Blackshire. Mm-hmm. I don't think that place is still open. Um, shout out to Johnny P. <laughs> um, yeah. So you, uh, you're, you've been a rapper your whole life, or have, did you get into rock? Or um, when genres? I was younger, I'd say. So I'm 33 now. So when I was like 16, 17, even younger than that, I started out actually playing bass. I, my mom was hardcore for musicians and playing bass. And she was like, hey, you should try playing bass. So she got me uh, guitar lessons playing bass. A month later after playing bass, I uh, met my buddy Matt back in the day and he uh, was playing six string electric guitar and he was saying hey we should throw a band together so we ended up putting a band together for like six months didn't last long we called ourselves Area 51 okay and then it didn't last long because we started Google was a thing look it up and Area 51 was already taken so backed off from that and uh, and I had a roommate who moved in uh, and he was always bumping beats, always going, always sitting there rapping in his chair. And I'll admit, a couple times, like, you need to stop that. Come on, that's enough of that. Then uh, one day, I had a couple drinks, you know, hanging out, and he threw on a beat, and I started freestyling. Next thing you know, I'm telling him to hit record on the old PC desktop, telling me, you know, drop, drop freestyle on this. And I uh, started coming out with a solo thing called It's Alive. And uh, it was me basically expressing a lot of dark parts of my life growing up as a kid, you know, using music as a a release. Got really pretty dark. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then uh, I caught wind of London getting older and I was like, you know, I need to get out of this small town because I come from Strathroy. And... um, there was no opportunities there. So, like I said, I moved and made my own. And from then on, I've just been not taking no for an answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got you. And so, um, you have your Spotify discography. Um, there's been a gap. Um, like, let me ask you, what do you do as an artist when you feel resistance in the music industry? Uh, Take a step back and... (laughs) Yeah, take a step back, sharp my horns, and run full speed. Like, I... Sorry, I don't know what you mean by... Like, what do you mean? What do you do when you're feeling stuck? When I'm feeling stuck? Yeah. Fuck. Freeze. Like I just did there. (laughs) Um... (laughs) But it doesn't last long. Mm-hmm. You look at the positives, look at the negatives, and uh, you go with more with the positives and you push. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so are you uh, Are you still writing? How often are you writing? 
Not lately, I'm not. Not no. lately? Yeah. More so family life and um, putting out other events for other musicians. I should focus on writing some stuff, put some new stuff out there. You mentioned Spotify. You had Spotify. That's no longer out there anymore, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was going to say, because cause there's, you have a couple songs on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the spark's there, but see, what I find is I get too uh, wrapped up in the music um, scene or the music commu- community. And um, I'm a kind of guy where it's probably put me out there, but I don't care. Um, I care what people think. And I'm still, as an artist, learning not to care. Mm-hmm what people think I didn't focus on my goals, my vision, my life. Cause it's like, it's my life. Mm-hmm. Um, take things to heart. And when it comes to music and I put something out or something and it's bad, I, I listen. I'm needing to learn to don't read the comments and, um, just keep pushing and being yourself no matter what everyone wants, wants you to be, you mm-hmm. be what you want to be. Do you have like a motto that you live by or something that you <laughs> remind yourself of every day? Yeah, um, if you have a dream, if you have a goal or a vision, go get it. It's your life. No one else's. That's mine. Or mm-hmm. say no to normal, you know? Say no to normal? That's fun. That's fun. Normal's just a setting on the dryer. I mean, what is normal anyways? You know, it's like we're all individual people, you know, and I feel like a lot of people um, want to fit in, but... Uh, you know, it, eventually, I think that the real you comes out. You know, it is, it's, I, f- I feel like we all go through phases where we're trying to be something, you know. Even I see it with, say, with social media, trying to be, like, active on social media. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, like, put on a, putting on a smile and, like, talking to the camera. And, you know, it's, it's uh, part of it's real, part of it's fake, you know. But Especially as an artist and you bring up mental health stuff. Uh, every artist I can tell you right now goes through mental health stuff. And I know for a fact that photo they posted on Instagram or that little video clip or snippet before that they were going through something or after that they went through something. We all go through it. And like you said, you put it on a smile and you fake it. You got to do what you got to do to keep pushing with what you actually want to do with yourself. Yeah. What do you, what do you think about the phrase fake it till you make it? Mm, fake it so much don't fake it completely mm. like that's what um i'm trying to do is end that with what i do stop faking it don't fake it be yourself if you're uh no you're a male you got to shed some fucking tears shed some fucking tears mm-hmm. you know everyone's got emotions don't fake it because eventually it's gonna break mm-hmm. you fake it and it's gonna break it <laughs> Fake it till you break. <laughs> Fake it till you break it. Yeah, so tell me about your involvement with the mental health scene. I say the word scene a lot. The mental health community. There you go. Uh, yeah, basically, that's the word for it. Um, my involvement, um, I've done a couple charity events, um, collaboration with um, Mario and the musicians for, um, sorry, the music awards there. And uh, first couple events were at um, Rosewood Room in the London Music Hall of Fame. And ever since putting them on, and I've put on uh, music, 
uh, mental health awareness of shows way before that, but I never had the name Musicians for Mental Health. Uh, maybe four or five years ago, I put that stamp on there and was like, this is what it's going to be called. Um, basically, like I said at the start, I moved here years ago. No one gave me an opportunity, so I made my opportunities. And with mental health, a lot of people get shunned and put in this category, you know, take your meds, you need to go and get help. Uh, uh, music's help. And there's also a lot of musicians out there that are not getting the opportunity because they don't have that thousand followers on Instagram or something. You know, there could be that diamond in the rough that only has got 53 followers on Instagram, but the guy sings like <laughs> the next JB. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. you got to give him a chance before you knock him. Don't judge that old saying, mm -hmm. don't judge a book by its cover. Well, I mean, it, absolutely. It's, uh, it's tough to put yourself out there. You know, like as, as say going as an artist, you know, you're making your song and then you take it to people and say, I made this. I hope you like it. Right. That, uh, that takes a lot of guts and you definitely don't want people to say, I don't like this. This is bad, you know? So, uh, considering that's the potential that you could pour your soul into a song and put it out there and it's not received well, you know, it's, it takes a lot of courage to, do music for a hobby, you know, and, and try to become successful at it. In life, we face a lot of adversity. There's a lot of challenge. And, uh, you know, we all have our own source that we turn to to find courage. Where do you pull your courage from to keep going? Nothing to do with music. Yeah. My kids. Yeah. They give me the strength, the courage, their laughs, their smiles, the sparkle in their eyes, you know, the giggles, the little baby talks. That's my courage. Short, sweet, mm -hmm. that's my answer. Your your kids kids give you courage. Mm -hmm. It uh family. Yeah. Family's family's important to you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean everything that you own can go up in flames, you know, but it's the people that we're close to that that really matter you know stuff can be replaced and and uh families family families can't be replaced can't be replaced no no so what do you find uh yourself doing lately creatively like what are you doing for you right for now um well with um COVID and stuff kind of dampered on little things that I wanted to do there. Uh, kind of changed my mental a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, being away from people. So um, I'm trying to, one, break back out Stewie again and not give a fuck what people think because I never used to give a shit. I just did things. Mm -hmm. And um, creatively, um, I got uh, I'm pulling the dad life. I'm getting a fishing video youtube channel going okay okay um, so you're into fishing yeah and then i'm um, gonna start doing that i got a couple sponsors going already and then gonna keep pushing musicians for mental health to make that bigger um my big goal with musicians for mental health is to not only give those people an opportunity to perform and to be creative and heal with music but to be able to make um, 
basketball, let's say, and make a, a certain amount of money with the musicians for mental health to be able to donate to not only organizations that help in our community for mental health, but me being the organizer of it and having split screen behind me um, for the venue, I want to split it up where not only does the performers benefit and myself and the venue and the, as one charity, but I want to create a, a funding myself. I want to create a charity. And it's for CPC brain cancer, which, which my daughter has, and there's only 10% research done for it. Mm-hmm. And there's the research that they do have is not enough to help those that suffer with this rare cancer that they have. So I, myself, some people have said to me, it's not the most realistic goal, but not every goal is realistic until you make it real. And my goal is to somewhat fund funding for specific research for that specific brain cancer because there needs to be more of it. So then if not only if I can't help my daughter, then uh, I can help another family out of the hell that we've walked through. Scrambled Eggs asks, what are you doing this for? Like I said, back to inspire, give people hope. Like, look, this is what happens when you push yourself. Yeah, you say, hey, I don't want to do this. Hey, I can't come. Or, hey, can we switch this? You know, I want people to end that stigma where it's okay. You know, like, just do it. Push. Is that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, man. And um, so as you are in the process of recreating yourself, how do you find out who you are as an artist? How do I find out who I am as an artist? Mm. Say, uh, 10 years ago, when you were rapping, um, you weren't doing this for mental health. Mm-mm. Now you are. What changed? My mental health. Um, I've had uh, my eyes open to a lot of things being used as a performer, uh, taking advantage of with connections, stuff like that, tossed the curb, acting like it was never worked with. So now I'm cautious and I put things out there with not only for myself, but for those that deserve it and that are beneficial in a productive way, not a leads to use way. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you manage relationships in the music industry? Like with other artists? With other people, like not romantic relationships, yeah, like say, um, personal relationships. N- I'll be honest, I don't have very many relationships with the local artists around here because it uh, could, be, could be a London local four-city soap opera, to, to be honest. Um, <laughs> bite my tongue. What's your experience been? Um... It's, uh, I guess, I guess that I'm not asking like good or bad. Like, what has your experience oh, been? You, you you've done bad. a bunch of shows, for, I understand. Oh, what's uh, like show experiences? Like, how what shows have I done? But just, in the music industry, in gen, like, what you spent a period of time being a local rapper, mm-hmm. right? And uh, you did a lot of shows, you met a lot of artists. I'm sure that there's a lot of drama in the industry. I know there's a lot of drama in the local hip hop scene. Um, but like where have you fit in? Like where what what's 
What have you done? What's your experience been? It's been interesting. Uh, definitely an eye opener. And uh, wow. Does, um, yeah. I don't know how to answer that question. That's okay. It's totally okay. Do you have um, so so? Do you have a question that I can ask other people in the music industry? Do I have a question? Do you as yourself struggle sometimes? And how does music help? How does music help with your struggle? If you do have a struggle, maybe that's the wrong wording, but yeah. What do you find yourself doing when you're struggling? I call them or I call out a friend or I call my grandmother <laughs> or I, you know, I call out someone I talk because it's what I find a lot of people don't do these days. They hold it in. They have that ego or that fucking image that they have to withhold and make everyone know that they're strong and everything's all so perfect. Life isn't all sunshines and rainbows, as the ro uh, Rocky said. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can either let it kick your ass and push you around and beat you down, or you can get back up and show life who's actually in charge, because mm -hmm. it's your life. Mm -hmm. Dreams, goals, what gets in the way? Me. Me all the time. Yeah. My mind. And overthinking things. It's no one else. Me. <laughs> um, uh, as we spoke of. My children mm -hmm. and stuff going on. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, well, there's uh, there's this, like, the oldest story that humanity has, uh, Gilgamesh, the tale of Gilgamesh. And it's about this big god. The gods made this dude, and he's, like, the best dude ever. And uh, he's unbeatable. And then... The gods created a shadow, like an alter ego, and is this alter ego is equal in strength and and equal in speed and equal in wit and the imagery there and like the the shadow represents like your subconscious and your other side. You know, it's like the the biggest obstacle to doing whatever we want with our life is often us. You know, like we will like self sabotage or you know we'll we'll have bad habits or. It's um, tough to overcome your own self and move past that. And I think that that's, I think that that's what we share, you know, as, as all as humans, not just music people, just humans. Like the only person inside your head is you. And mm -hmm. uh, you've got to kind of battle with that. Big time. I, uh, I like what you said about uh, even if you're a guy, it's okay to cry. It is. You know, I, I find, I find, I like to bottle everything up and just, you know, when when I'm feeling emotional, just, you know, but try to choke that down. Why do you feel that you want to bottle it up, though? It's a good question. Why Why do you think I feel like I want to bottle it up? I don't know. I don't know. Your personal life stuff, but I know that from experiences and from others that people tend to bottle it up because that's what we we're made to believed to do and that was what we were trained to do mm -hmm. let's say our mm -hmm. brains i've heard uh stunna he's a local rapper mm -hmm. he he's mentioned his concern with men's mental health 
I don't know exactly what it is. I don't think anybody's told me directly, be a man, you know, choke down your emotions. But there's something about being a man and kind of being kind of cold and distant from our own internal workings. It's like, I don't know what it is exactly. Do you feel like society has programmed us to be emotionally uh, incompetent or what do you think the cause is? Yeah, I think so. Because um, from personal experiences with how society looks at people, you could either be a person that's uh, a male that's crying. You could two things. You could be either uh, you, need, you're, you're, you need help, you're crazy, or you're guilty of something. And not everyone that sh shows emotion is either of those. There's a lot of people that have gone through certain things as a, a child or an adult and still goes through things. And they are made to believe from others around them that their emotions are not irrelevant, nor do they matter. So they just feel that it's just a waste of time to even express because no one's even actually listening, even though they say they are. So then they put it in and they bottle it up. And that's where you go. You make it or you fake it until you break it. You don't want to fake it until you break it. You want to open up. You want to, you want to be human. And that's as humans. We have fears. We have ups and downs. And we have emotions. And everyone is entitled to express themselves with their emotions. Mm -hmm. And I... Uh, I'm a person that has no problem expressing my emotions. And I've had people in the community, the scene, where I've had uh, labeled a, pay, a petty party or I am an emotional roller coaster. Um, but realistically, you don't know my, me. You don't know my life. You don't know the struggle. And just like me, I don't know your struggle or if you have one or if someone else has a struggle. So for you to criticize and make fun of someone or label that person, um, um, anything negative is wrong because that takes a lot of courage for someone to actually open up and talk about things. For instance, right now, to me, I'm sitting here talking to you and open up and having some verbal diarrhea here, telling you about how it's okay for men to cry. Like mm -hmm. society needs to loosen up a little bit. And I know they have those um, days where it's um, women's mental health and stuff like that and all power to women. Um, but we need to have a little bit more things out there for men because, yes, there's a category where uh, they're just some evil shits. But mm -hmm. then there's the other ones like um, us and we're screaming in the background going, hey, give us a shot. As in like, let me open up. Let me tell you something. But no, it's a cold shoulder turned to us because they are used to from another bad experience. So they base that bad experience and they push it on to the next person, making it and assuming that, that they're, that's their reaction. Mm -hmm. Does it make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely identify with you there. I feel like there is a lot of uh, warranted, you know, I feel like there is a lot of focus on women and women's mental health and women's health, but there's certainly no, 
programs, you know, for dudes to get together and, and hang out and talk about our feelings. Like, that's just not something if that... If there's we, anything for men, it's the groups that are to sit around and um, ask why you did something or what you did wrong. Like, they're, like you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, group therapies for to uh, pretty much gaslight you and manipulate you and to believe that you're a... So what are you here for? What did you do? Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Those are the negative groups. There needs to be a more positive uh, look on it. What would you like to see happen for men's mental health? I'd like to see people, and this isn't, um, I'd like to see people, and don't put this to everybody in the, the mental health advocate community, um, but I'd like to see a change in the options the I'd like to see a change in people actually listening you know I find that from myself and experiences you go to one place seeking out to talk but then they just send you to the next mm-hmm. you know um, I'd like to see actually realism when people actually say that they're there that they actually listen you know a lot of people could benefit with a lot of things like, for instance, the musicians for mental health, you open up a little bit, right? There needs to be not only just for men and not just women. It's all equal, you know, unity. And we need it where we need, um, like, I can't put the word on it. <laughs> there's To be more cohesive. Yeah, like, there's, like, we're spending, like, thousands of dollars or maybe even more on metal trees downtown London when you could be opening up, like, a giant facility that are all in these buildings that are rotting away and sitting here and, you know, have, like, for lease signs on them and stuff, you know, benefit from that uh, opportunity to see a vision and go for it. Like, stop sitting around planning, um... Stop planning. Yeah, stop sitting here planning on how uh, London, how you're going to relocate the Santa Claus house in Victoria Park. Put some more effort into your community and who's been struggling for these two past years going through COVID and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, London is a good city and it's got damn well good potential. Potential. But I what I notice is a lot of people... When they're backed in a the corner, they're ready to not talk to the tail and run. Um, mm-hmm. Yell back, push. Mm-hmm. Let's get something going because I'm raring to go to make a change. Whether it's this biggest drastic change or a small one into leading to something bigger. I definitely see that in you. I see the drive that you have. Yeah, it's that. just me. I need to figure it out first because my feeling and pa- of what I'm feeling right now is uh, trapped. I have all this goals, all this vision, all this things that I could say to you, but I don't know where to project it, like how and where and how to make it an actual real thing. Like I could continue doing the musicians for mental health and then we'll see where it goes. But, you know, I wanted to catch gear and go get momentum quick. So then the city can see that it's uh, it's something that's actually needed, you know, not just a sit-down therapy where you can tell a person, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. well, I think that we should send you off to this place. 
you know, mm-hmm. have a, fa- a, a, a facility where not only you can have uh, an events and stuff, but um, you can have people come in and sit here and feel relaxed just to be like having the lights in the jelly studio. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like... I That's definitely the future that I would like to see as well. Um, but in the hands of good people, mm-hmm. with good purpose, with mm-hmm. the passion, not people just make a quick buck and put someone's mental health or someone's disability on an image to slap onto a pamphlet and be like, hey, come on out. No. Someone that actually... Mm-hmm. has that passion. I like that. Well, I mean, I'm looking forward to to seeing what you what you end up doing and where I'm looking forward to seeing your projects develop, you know, and I'll be I'll be supporting however I can. Is there is there anything else you want to say? Anything you're looking forward to? What am I looking forward to? Um I'm looking forward to proving people wrong. <laughs> and um I have an, this image of uh, Mr. Dark guy. Uh I have a heart um, what I'm looking forward to also is a couple events coming up. Uh, Shockstock, have you ever heard of that? No, no. It's a local horror convention. I've been doing it for a while now, and I've actually met a couple horror icons that I'm a big fan of, like Sid Haig, played Captain Spaulding in okay. House of a Thousand Corpses. He's no longer with us. Rest in peace, uh, amazing actor. Um, but I am was asked to perform at Shockstock just before COVID hit. And they ended up having to close it and not go on with it because of COVID. So that was a uh, real kick in the gut because that was like a dream come true. And then now a couple of years went by and they're bringing it back. And I'm looking forward to performing at that. Um, but what I'm mostly looking forward to other than that little dream checklist <laughs> um, is to make a difference and reconnect and make an actual relationship with the artists in this community because like I stated before I don't have one uh, I was uh, me me kept to myself and uh, didn't like to promote other people but uh, I want to get into that and um, I just look forward to um, a positive future mm-hmm Awesome, dude. Well, I really appreciate you. I really appreciate you coming in to the studio for an interview. I'm happy to meet you, and I, I would like to do more things together. In Thanks the for having me. All right. I uh, Well, let's wrap it up there. Mm-hmm. Peace. <laughs>